You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And, and like, and I know I say that every week. I feel like it's automated now. Like, I could do that introduction in my sleep. But I want you to, like, really, thank you for listening to the show. Because, like, it's fucking crazy how many retro gaming podcasts there are out there. And that you decided, hey, I'll give this idiot a chance. Really, it melts the ice. That surrounds my heart. Like, it's like when the Grinch's heart grows. So thank you, really. I appreciate you listening very much. Uh, And this week, it is episode 263. And we're kicking it old school and talking about a bona fide arcade classic that I only ever played on the NES. Uh, It's Paperboy. It was on everything. I played it on the NES. I love this game. If you never played Paperboy back in the day, it was like, it was almost kind of advanced for a game from 1985, but also very basic. You uh, you control a paper boy riding his bike, and you have to deliver your papers. And it's an auto scroller. It's you're throwing papers from your bike, and uh, you're trying not to hit the many many obstacles in your way while getting the papers to the front doors and the mailboxes of your customers. But you can also destroy your non-customers' houses. It's all like the most dangerous street in the history of paper routes. There's dogs. There's angry customers with knives. There's cars, tornadoes. 
the Grim Reaper people really fucking hate the news in this kid's neighborhood, apparently. But it's so fun. And like I said, you have to deliver papers to your customers' houses without destroying anything. But then you need to destroy as much as possible of the property of your non-subscribers at the same time in an apparent attempt to get them to sign up as subscribers to your paper. Um, there's there's a lot on the screen. It's It's very reactive. To what you're doing as far as the controls go. You can interact with fucking everything. It's really easy to pick up and learn. But it's almost impossible to master. Which in my opinion is the sign of a very good score based arcade game. I love this game. Paperboy is the best. I've been wanting to talk about it for years here on the show. And, uh, and the time has come to collect as it were. My guest this week is the person in our rotation that I think I'd most want delivering my newspaper. It is the gentleman of Remember the Game and one of the hosts of the Quantum Kickflip podcast, my boy David Ray. And we had a blast looking back on trying to hit mailboxes, smash windows, knock over the graves that people keep in their front yards apparently, and uh, just trying to last as long as possible. And uh, we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of trying to last as long as possible, not that way, yeah, fucking pervs, it is time for another edition of the Remember the game infamous intro if you're new to the podcast welcome aboard consider this your warning our intros are kind of long they're like 30 minutes but but they're fun don't turn it off they're fun we talk about video games and shit it's good times and it's way easier to get through than the street that this poor kid is delivering papers on is uh but if you do want to skip it if you just want paperboy talk fast forward to 30 minutes you'll be there you're laughing all right uh we are extending i have to do my plugs it's the only time i do them except for the very end Got to get them. That's how we keep the bills on. Uh, we're extending our summer sale on our merchandise up until the end of September. Save 20% on your order with code RTG5 at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. We've got some new fifth anniversary designs. They are awesome. Uh, they were all designed by my man Joe from 4545 Creative, so show him some love. And again, you can find all of that at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, I get it. You can always support us on Patreon, which is finally available on Spotify. Not only can you finally listen to your Patreon episodes on Spotify, you can find the Patreon uh, feed on Spotify, just like any other podcast, and just scroll through and see all the episodes. You can see what the entire backlog looks like if you want. You can find that link at RememberTheGamePodcast.com as well. It's fucking awesome. And uh, subscriptions start at $3 a month, and we offer up to four additional shows a week. Every Monday, it's our Simpsons show, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, hosted by myself and former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, I drop The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about... My comedy career, TV, movies, sports, whatever I feel like talking about. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, where I look at all the biggest news in modern games and let you know what I think about it and that kind of stuff. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday. And that is a different show each week. We do game rankings, character rankings. We look back at consoles, franchises. There's some comedy episodes. There's a ton of modern game reviews over there. This past week, it was Expansion Pass 176. The topic was up to our listeners. And NES games we want remakes of was the focal point. So I listed off 10 or 12 of my own. I read a whole bunch of the communities as well. It was a lot of fun. I love talking about the NES. Anytime we can talk about the NES, I'm in for it. So as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, NES games that need a remake. Uh, if, 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 you didn't, if you never played it, it's actually a really clever game. Uh, the entire Adams Family is, is like missing, and you play as Gomez... And you're like at the Adams Family Mansion or whatever. And you basically are like solving puzzles. And you can do it in almost any order you want. There's different items. You Like like there's one, um, I can't remember who, maybe Pugsley. One of the characters is like underwater in the garden or in the pool in the backyard, which is full of enemies. But you can't swim in the pool until you find the snorkel, which is somewhere else 
in the level. If you find Thing, I think that was the name of the hand, you get a shield you can use three times throughout the game. If you find Lurch, you can call him later to reach up and hit big things that you can't reach and that kind of thing. I've never beaten it. It's a really tough game, but it's really, really well made and clever. I, I'm a big fan of that game. So I would love to see it remade, modern graphics, maybe just expand on the puzzles a little bit, clean up the difficulty, definitely clean up the controls because it controls like shit. Uh, it's a really good game. If you emulate, because you can't play it anywhere these days. If you've got like a device full of all the old NES games and shit, check out the Adams Family. That's now available on our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 177, and it's one of my out-of-this-world space-age moon modern game reviews, and I'm finally ready to talk Final Fantasy 16. I finished it a couple of weeks ago. I have a lot to say about it. Uh, like most of my modern game reviews on Expansion Pass, it'll be spoiler-free. I will tack a spoiler cast on at the end, but the review itself will be spoiler-free, so if you haven't played it yet, you can listen to it. Don't worry about having the game ruined for you or anything like that. So that's going live tomorrow. Uh, again, subscriptions start at 3 bucks a month. You get new podcasts every week, ad-free, instant access to hundreds of previous bonus podcasts. Plus, you can join the Remember the Game Discord. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon polls every month. You get the ability to make comments to be read on our shows. You get DM with me and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to our newest patrons this week Blank Squirrel, Harrison McCormack, Surliest of Hippos, I like that, Venalis, Dean Ratke, Darbles, Austin Burke, The Guy, I don't know if that's a DSP reference but if it is that's awesome, Jazmeet Singh, Hot Cheese Sauce, Corey Treverson, Metroid Prime Rib, It's Fucking Letter Time, Hot Cubes, Slippery Pete, I love that reference, Parker Stoffcheck, Oscar Backersgard, Anthony Galvin, and WizPiz. This might be the first time that I, in the history of the show, I didn't fuck up anyone's names. I, maybe I did, but I feel like I nailed all those. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget, we donate a portion of our income to charity every year as part of my 24-hour stream, and we offer annual subscriptions that'll save you your 12th month's fees. And finally, you can find me over on the old Twitch box whenever I feel like getting on there, twitch.tv slash member the game. I've been playing Sea of Stars over there lately, Shredder's Revenge. Come by and say hi. No subscription necessary. It's good times. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow our first blower this week is Dr. Link. Who wrote it? I don't think Link's a doctor at all. Who wrote it? He's just like, all right, take this fairy and uh, you'll be fine. Uh, Dr. Link wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, with Sonic Superstars coming out October 17th, three days before Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Spider-Man 2, I was wondering what game do you thought was, or what game do you think was done the most dirty by its release date? I will never forgive EA for dumping Titanfall 2 right in the middle of a three-week window with Battlefield 1, which was another EA game, and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare either side of it. Titanfall 2 got crushed, which is a huge bummer because it is one of the best first-person shooter campaigns ever made even the multiplayer was pretty tight justice for titanfall 2 i i gotta tell you dr link justice for titanfall 2 are words i never thought would be uttered on this show i did not because i hate titanfall 2 i know nothing of it uh i actually first of all like 
Okay, so I don't know if any game is particularly done dirty by its the, by its release date, only because like the developers and the publishers are the ones that decide where it's going. They're the fuck ups. But I do agree that some get dropped at horrible times. Uh, I think Sonic Superstars is being dropped at a horrible time, uh, and I'm excited about playing that. But it went from a like guaranteed day one play for me to uh, I will get to it when I have time because it's not getting a billing ahead of Mario Brothers or Spider Man Two. I think dropping that game three days before those two titles, arguably the biggest game of the year on both PlayStation and switch at least the biggest game for the rest of the year i think it's a terrible call but yeah so sonic superstars is on the list uh you know what jumped into my mind for a game that's been done dirty by its release date twice is horizon the horizon series if you don't know horizon zero dawn released on february 28th 2017 the legend of zelda breath of the wild and the switch dropped on march 3rd so it dropped like three days later so Horizon Zero Dawn got overshadowed by, over, uh, overshadowed, pardon me, by The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And then Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel, dropped last year on February 18th. And then a little game called Elden Ring dropped a week later on February 25th. So twice. And like Horizon is still sold well, but it makes you wonder how much better it could have done if twice it hadn't been just buried behind The Legend of Zelda and Elden Ring. Horrible decision. As I think that release date for Sonic Superstars is. Release it near Christmas. I don't get that at all, but whatever. Uh, thanks for writing in, buddy. Those two monkeys are killing each other. Nice reference. Said, hey, Adam, you come home drunk and you have the munchies for a sandwich. You have all the ingredients you could ask for. What sandwich are you making? Okay, so this is a lame answer, but when I'm drunk, I'm even less coordinated than I am when I'm sober. So I'm either making just a, like a massive PB&J, which is my favorite sandwich, on Wonder Bread. Delicious, fresh, chemically induced Wonder Bread with like three inches of PB&J on it, raspberry jam, uh, or grilled cheese with cheese slices. But if you want like a fancy sandwich, because you said I have all the ingredients, then you're going like turkey, turkey sandwich with mayo, with mustard, with pickles, with lots of pepper, uh, with onions, lettuce. Yeah, like the works. But truth be told, it's either PB&J or, or, or uh, grilled cheese. Those are my go-to drunk sandwiches. Or I'm ordering a Donair. Because Canada. Ah, delicious. And I'm not getting into what Donairs are. We've gone over this. Every time they come up, someone's like, what the fuck's a Donair? Google it. I'm not getting into this again. It's some weird mystery meat wrapped in a tortilla. It's delicious. Or a pita bread shell. It's delicious. That's all I'm doing. All right, we're moving on. Uh, Barry McEnough. Oh, I... Barry McCockiner. I get it. I get it. That You're a virgin. Uh, wrote in and said, Adam, if you could have a room with books, games, figures, posters, etc. for one series, what would you go for? A Ninja Turtles room? Ghostbusters? Mario? Mine personally is slowly becoming a reality with Halo. Actually, a Halo room would look pretty dope. Uh, you know what? It's a lame answer because you already said it. It'd be Ninja Turtles for sure. Like I, like, I love Ghostbusters. I love Mario. But there's just so many generations. So many. Like, if you look in my office, it kind of is a shrine to the Ninja Turtles. I have all kinds of fan art and stuff up in here. It would have to be TMNT. It, it's got to be. I There's no franchise. Like, I'm literally, I've, I've, my whole left arm is covered in Ninja Turtles. Like, with tattoos. Like, I, it, it'd be Ninja Turtles for sure. They're number one. They get top billing on the card of Adam's life all the time. Uh, thanks for writing in, Barry. Uh, hot cheese sauce. All I think of when I hear that is like the 7-Eleven sauce. Wrote in and said, Hi, Mr. Blank. There have been so many heavy hitters this year for gaming. My wallet has been begging for developers to slow down so it can catch up on funds. But I'm curious to know, um, are... 
I'm curious to know, oh, out of all the new games and old games you've played for the first time this year, what would be your top three game of the years so far? Let's add more to this question. What are your top three most anticipated games to play this year? This includes games that are going to be released this year and games you've never played that are on your backlog that you intend to play by the end of the year. As always, keep up the good work and remember to give that CEO treats. I hate for her to bring the hammer down on her best employee because he doesn't do as she asks. Molly, she's uh, she's not a treat. She likes the butt scratch. I'll give her some butt scratches. That, yeah, she just perked up when she heard the word butt scratches. Um, okay, so as far as the top three games I've played so far, I truthfully can't remember what retro games I've played this year, but I honestly don't know if it would matter anyways. The three best games I've played so far this year are Resident Evil 4 Remake, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Sea of Stars. Like that, Those are by far the three front runners for my game of the year right now. That said, the three games I'm anticipating the most to play this year... Uh, Spider-Man 2 is number one by just as big of margin. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is number two, and Super Mario RPG Remake is number three. Starfield is a is a like a 3B to Mario RPG. Because I am excited for Starfield, and I'm looking forward to playing it this week. But it's Mario RPG. I fucking love that game. Uh, I, I anticipate that my ballot for Game of the Year, my five finalists, will be Resident Evil 4 Remake, Sea of Stars, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2, and Mario Bros. Wonder. I, I'm, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised by something else, but I think those will be the five finalists for my personal game of the year. What a year. You're right. It's been a crazy... I think it's going to go down as the greatest year in the history of games, quite frankly. I think it'll go down as number one. Uh, thanks for writing in, Cheese Sauce. Decoy Man said, Good day, Mr. B. Question here. As a double secret probation guy here, do you have a list of the people on double or secret probation? And if you don't have one, don't mind me tippy-toeing over to the rest of the hot dogs. I do not keep track of who is on double secret probation because I just presume everybody is. You know, it's innocent until pres or, or presumed innocent until proven guilty. Well, you're presumed on double secret probation until j there is no way off. I just, if you listen to this show you're on secret probation. That's just how it works. Because I assume everybody is up to no good. So you are, decoy man, yes. Uh, you are You are in the masses with the rest. You're all just a bunch of crumb bums. Uh, Dan Lieb wrote in and said, I had to pause this week's expansion pass to hop on here and offer for me to blow in your cartridge for a Remember the Game episode on the NES title, The Addams Family. That game is pure nostalgia for me. Many hours spent with my sisters getting effing owned by that game, but refusing to turn it off. Give it to me blank. I've never had someone offer to blow in my cartridge for an episode of the show. Perhaps a new sponsored tier. Hmm. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that can get me canceled or not. I should have said that. Anyways, uh, it's just my cartridge. That's all I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, that could be worse. Any uh, uh, yes. So, okay. So, yeah. The Adams Family for the NES came up on Expansion Pass this week. And I love that game. And I was like, I have wanted to cover that game on this show for five years. And I'm like, I don't think anybody played this game except me. And I have to say thank you to everybody that came out of the woodworks uh, over the last week and was like, I played the Adams Family. A lot of you came to the defense of Ice Climbers, which I love too, but I couldn't believe how there was like a, a small but vocal minority of people that have played the Adams Family. And I'm glad because it's a really, really good NES game. Hard as fuck, but a really good NES game. I, I bet your ass before the show is done, now that I know some other people have played it, there will be an Adams Family episode of Remember the Game. Bet your bottom dollar. Thanks, Dan. Oroku Saki's Gardener said, what is the absolute worst thing about being a content creator? Uh, truth be told, it's the it's the pressure. And I don't mean the pressure of like, oh, I need to make another good show, but it's just like, it's like, it's, it's um, uh, I was going to say flying without a net, but that's not the word. Walking a tightrope without a net? Is that the phrase? Is that climbing without a rope? I don't, whatever. It's, it's no safety net because it's just, 
like if I have a day job, it's like, well, even if I fuck up today, like I still have a job. Unless I get fired, I still have a job. It's just, it's a, it's, I don't know. Sounds stupid, but it's, it's not so much content creator. I guess it's just being self-employed because I felt this way with comedy too. And I'm sure anybody that listens to this is self-employed. You know what I'm saying? It's just that fear that like, fuck, if I screw up, there's no, there is no, I'm not buying food this week. And that is, that is probably the worst thing. And it's worst is like a loose term. It's the, it's the thing that keeps me up the most. Honestly, there is no worse thing to this. I am like, this is my, my favorite. This is my favorite era of my life right now has been the last five years. I'm so, I'm so in love with this show and what I do. And, uh, thank, thank you to all of you that let me do it. So just, if you could all be my safety net, that would be fucking awesome. Uh, and finally, before we move on, you know what it is. It's letter time. It's letter time. Dog tribute. Wrote in and said, hey, Adam, seeing that you're planning on doing Silent Hill next week for Remember the Game, I was just wondering, do you think the price for some of these old games is completely crazy or justified? Because I went to go buy a copy of Silent Hill for my PS1, and I found out that a copy is priced at over $200. Yes, I learned that as well, and uh, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I emulated this one. I, I emulate when the only way to buy a game is to go to the flea market and pay somebody an exuberant amount of money. For a copy. And this was one of them. I can't buy it off the PSN or anything. So I was like, suck my ass. I am emulating. <sighs> are the game prices, are the prices of old games crazy or justified? It's, it's tough because I think it's both. I think it is crazy. Like I think, listen, I love Earthbound and I wish I hadn't sold my childhood copy of Earthbound and I would love to own a physical copy of Earthbound, but I am not paying more than my fucking mortgage payment for a copy of a game that I can play on like eight other platforms right now. Uh, I'm a big GameCube guy. I, I slowly have been accumulating a GameCube collection. And there's some games on the GameCube like Fire Emblem and Chibo Robo that I really want to play. But they're fucking like hundreds of hundreds of dollars. It's wild. I think it's a little bit crazy, but the supply and demand. I, I, I would bet you everything I own, stores, resellers, eBayers, whatevers, they wouldn't be pricing these games at these wild prices if nobody was buying them. You know, like, I could sit here right now with my copy of Turok Dinosaur Hunter for my Nintendo 64 and put it on eBay for 800 bucks. but if no one's bidding on it, then it's, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to have to drop it. And I, I, I can't imagine that there's, like, a giant percentage of the resellers in this world all drastically overpricing their games and not getting any buys and being like, well, if we keep listing it, eventually someone will buy it. Like, it's people are clearly buying it. So to me, that's the question, is if people are buying it, does that justify the price? I don't know. Uh, I, I I agree. I think it's I think everything. Like I think people just look at old stuff now and just presume it's all worth money. And a lot of it is, but like action figures, board games, fucking video games, whatever. Like so much of the stuff we grew up with is just worth a fortune now. And uh, I, I like I know it's such a bitch cheap cheese out answer, but like at the end of the day, something's worth what someone's willing to pay for. I I pay for it, I suppose. But I, I will say from a personal, just so I'm not completely sitting on the old fence here, from a personal perspective, I think it is crazy. And I I would not pay $200 for a copy of Silent Hill. Straight up. Like, no. I, fuck you. No, I wouldn't. Um, And I won't pay like 1200 bucks for a box copy of Earthbound. Will I pay $300 for a copy of Fire Emblem on the GameCube? Yeah, maybe. Which maybe, but like with the intention of knowing that I could sell it after I play it if I want to. But no, okay, so just to answer, we're going to move on. I think it's a little bit crazy, but clearly someone's buying it. So what one person thinks is crazy, like, I wouldn't, I legitimately would not pay $5 for 
Uh, I don't know. What's something I wouldn't pay $5 for? Fuck. A nice belt. I don't wear nice clothes very often. I wouldn't pay. I would. Okay, I would pay five dollars, but I wouldn't pay like. I wouldn't pay more than like fifteen bucks for a belt. There's people wearing belts that are like fucking thousands of dollars, right? Fucking Shaylee's got like nine purses, and I know some of those purses are worth a lot of money. And I'm like, I have one wallet, and it's like a cheap fucking wallet. I don't need. I, Different strokes for different folks. I think it's crazy. Okay, let's move on. Thank you, everybody, for writing in, as always. We got to keep this show moving. Let's get into our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. You know what I know. It is play one, remake one, erase one. Yay. And a huge thank you to Class and Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. And this time around, we're talking Paperboy. So I went with three other arcade classics that I've only ever experienced on the NES. And that is, well, like, kind of. Dig Dug 2, Qbert, and Burger Time. I've played Burger Time everywhere. But that's our three nominees. And 20 28% said they would play Burger Time, remake Dig Dug 2, and erase Q-Bert. Uh, this one was all over the map. It was a fun one. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Eight or Old 8-Bit Dad wrote in and said, Ah, finally, back in the 8-Bit realm where I dwell. Play Burger Time. It's perfect as it is. Agreed. Remake Dig Dug 2. It has a good concept, but it needs a little polish. Ah, it's pretty good. Erase Cubert. I like it, but rules are to be followed. Thus, it gets erased. Kudos to Classic Concentration for nailing the theme song every time. Old 8-Bit Dad, you made me chuckle with that comment. <laughs> like, how many episodes have we been playing? Play one, remake one, erase one now. Like, 150? And Classic Concentration is fucking to the note spot on every week. So, massive props to them. I agree. Solid order, too. Solid order. I really don't think there's a wrong order this week. I really mean that. Uh, Metroid Prime Rib, I like that, said, Play Burger Time because that game is fantastic top to bottom. The music is great. The character models are great. The gameplay is simple yet challenging. It's perfection. Remake Dig Dug 2. The game certainly holds its own against the classics, but I have to remake one and it damn sure ain't going to be Q-Bert. Erase Q-Bert because everything about that game sucks. Ooh, oh, Jesus. I hated the controls. I hated the phallic-looking main character. I hate the janky-ass isometric graphics. This game can join E.T. and video game hell where they both belong. You shut your fucking mouth, Metroid Prime Rib. You are not Prime Rib at all. You're like a McRib. Son of a bitch. I'll be... I'm, listen, I can live with a racing Cubert because you have to play by the rules, but I will be goddamned if I'm going to sit here and let someone poo-poo all over the good name of the Burt. I love Cubert. It is hard as fuck to play, but I love that damn game. So you better just... You're lucky I like your handle. Double secret probation, Metroid Prime Rib. Danny Gauthier, I hope I'm saying that right, said, play Qbert. There you go. A game or two with my kids. They saw the character in a Wreck-It Ralph movie, and that would be very fun to see them laugh at it. Remake Burger Time. If they keep a mode with the same mechanics but port it for modern co couch co-op partying, it'd be hilarious. Good time guaranteed. That would be fun. Delete Dig Dug 2. Nothing strikes me as memorable in this game. Bye-bye. I like Dig Dug 2. But I do, I do like that idea of a couch co-op party game for Burger Time. I do like that. And, and I'm glad somebody's playing Qbert. Even if I might end up bringing myself to erase it, uh, I'm not going to be as angry about it as Metroid Prime double secret probation back there was. Loren La Ruzik. Loren La Ruzik said, play Qbert because it holds up the best of the three. Oof, that's a hot take. Wow. 
Remake Burger Time, honestly, just to retroactively eliminate that fucking soundtrack, but also because some modern polish would go, at all, uh, go a long way on an already decent early puzzle platformer. And erase Dig Dug 2 because it simply loses the other two in nostalgia, and the first one is better anyways. The fuck it is! I like Dig Dug 1 too, but the fuck Dig Dug 1 is better than Dig Dug 2. Dig Dug 2, you're above ground on that beautiful tropical island. Dig Dug 1, you're fucking buried alive. God damn it, you guys. Y'all fucking with me today. And Slippery Pete. Oh, I like that handle. Wrote in and said, I don't particularly like any of these. I don't particularly like any of these. I bet you if it was Frogger, you'd fucking like it. The people who know, know. Slippery Pete said, play Qbert because it's pointless fun. Remake Dig Dug because it could be more in-depth game. And erase Burger Time because it's a waste of time. Get the fuck out of my house. Oh, you go back to prison, Slippery Pete. Uh, I'm going with the majority this week. 28%. I can't believe how many of you shit on at least one of these games. 28% of you went the same way I did, the majority. Including Maya Buttreeks, who said, play Burger Time. I never have, and it can't be as bad as the others. They're not bad. Remake Dig Dug, because them are the rules. Erase Qbert. Fuck him, fuck his game. He can go jump off one of those ledges and into the void where his bitch ass belongs, never to return. Some of you need a goddamn smack in the face. If to show a little bit of fuck, you need to put a little bit of respect on Qbert's name. I'm erasing him too, but I have a better reason. I'm going to play Burger Time because it is my favorite game of these three. It's awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with a remake, but I'm fine with Burger Time as it is. I love Burger Time. I'm going to remake Dig Dug 2 and just give it like the SNES 16-bit graphics and make it look tight. And I'm erasing Qbert because while I do really like him, the controls are a little fucky, especially on the NES version. And I like, I like Burger Time and Dig Dug better. But some of you need to have fucking... Oh, God. Fuck. Show Qbert a little bit of respect, you fucking... <sighs> Anyways, thank you everybody that wrote in his played this week and disrespected the classics. Uh, let me let's get a quick word in from our sponsor here, then I'll tell you what I've been playing, and we'll get into the old paperboy talk. All right, we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time, every day. I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly. I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. 
All right, what have I been playing over the last week? I've been playing Silent Hill like a fiend. I'm right at the end of it. I'll probably finish it off. But before this podcast goes live, that's going to be next week's episode. It was supposed to be this week's, but the guest I had set up uh, got called into work and couldn't record. So assuming he's around this weekend, we're going to bang that out this weekend. That'll be next week's episode. I've also been playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I've gone back with the new DLC. It's awesome. That game's awesome. And if you haven't played it, I'm begging you, give it a chance because it's awesome. And then I'm playing Sea of Stars, which... As you may have uh, heard when I was talking and blowing up the cartridge, is probably a nominee for my game of the year. It is fucking spectacular. If you grew up loving Chrono Trigger, it's a must-play. If you grew up loving Mario RPG, it's a you-should-play. If you grew up loving both of them, it's a super must-play. And if you haven't played any of them, I'm kind of surprised you're listening to this show, but it's still very good. And it's on Game Pass and PS Plus, so I recommend giving it a shot. It's fucking really, really good. Like, it's, it's, it's been a while since a game had its claws in me as deep as Sea of Stars does. Probably not since Resident Evil 4 Remake, frankly. Which is only like a few months, but whatever. Alright, uh, that's what I've been playing. Let's talk Paperboy. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to let you nerds sound off about the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the microphone. We had a lot of comments, so let's see what the hot dogs have to say. Pornovirus said, This game reminds me of my dad walking into the room and trying to figure out what the fuck I was playing. Rest in peace, I miss you. Aw. That was a... Sorry about your dad. That's a sad ending to a nice comment. I do like that. But you know what? That's probably about the best game your parents could walk in on you playing. Paperboy? As opposed to walking in on, like, fucking South Park or something. At least Paperboy's pretty explainable. Max Power said, God, I liked this game. Fun memories of dodging, throwing, and breaking windows. My buddy had played this game so many times, I swear he could have done the first level blindfolded. No, he couldn't because the fucking game is cheap as shit. It would have fucked him up. But I, I played this. Sh- I played this game like a fiend as a child. I love Paperboy. Uh, Char Aznabear said my brother had this on the GBA. We can call it Paperboy, but I'm gonna be real. I preferred to play Make the Hood of That Car Fall on the Man, boy. Yeah, it's Dave and I get into that this week. Like this is almost like a bully. This is almost like an 85 bully, and you'll hear why. You can fuck with a lot of people. It's the funnest part of the game. Zilla said, man, Paperboy, this has to be my first memory of video games right here. I remember we had this on the Commodore 64. Would have to be the game that truly got me hooked on gaming. I've often wanted to get back into it, but I don't want to tarnish those memories of simpler and better gaming days. Absolute classic. You know, I haven't played this game in probably 30 years. Dave replayed it for the show. He actually played it while we were recording, and he said that, that it was... Maybe a little bit rough by today's standards. Uh, I have so many memories of Paperboy that I'm, I'm scared to tarnish its legacy as well. But I do want to play it again. Justin said, I just wanted to ride the ramps and see the headlines. Mostly fuck this game. Don't, dude, those ramps are impossible. The obstacle course at the end, fuck off. That op- the headlines are dope. But those obstacle courses at the end are impossible. And George left me his lunchbox in his will. Said, I've been waiting on this. Oh man, are we in for some angry Adam or what? I don't remember. I don't think I got to it. I might have gotten a little bit. I love this game. So if I got angry, it was accidental. I don't think I got that angry. Uh, But let's listen. Let's get to it and find out. That's why you're here, right? I'm going to queue up one of only two songs in this fucking game. And when it stops, my buddy David Ray and I are going to talk about Paperboy, which originally released in the arcades back in February of 1985. This is old as shit, like me. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, so joining me via the blank phone this week to talk about a, a 
It's a classic, but it's a classic in the sense of like it probably was better played in the 80s than it is in 2023. Uh, is my go-to guest for NES games, and this is like an arcade one. It's not just NES, but the fact remains, you're the guy for these ones. It's the gentleman of Remember <laughs> the Game. It's my boy, David Ray. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm great. Well, you and I just like talked wrestling for an hour before we yes. started going on this, so I'm all like jazzed up about wrestling, and I'm, yeah. I'm and I'm jazzed up for Paperboy because I I I I have a soft spot in my heart for this game. As a child, I loved this game, man. Yeah, loved it, but I haven't played it like, in a long time. Have you played it recently? No, it has probably no. been. Gosh, it must be twenty, thirty years since I've played Paperboy. Sure. Is there, you were just saying that like you've been playing it to like refresh. Uh, yeah. How's it, how's it hold up in 2020? It's almost 40 years old. This game came out in 1985. 40 yeah. years. 85 was when it came out in the arcade. And then wow. I looked it up. It was 88 on the NES. Which, um, sorry, for the record, that is the only way I've ever played it. Yeah, I know it's it like ported to everything, but I've only ever played the yeah. NES version. You, what about you? Uh, for for me, I only ever played it on the NES as well. Okay. Uh, uh, and but I was like like looking it up because I was like I want to try to be familiar with some of these things, you know. Uh, and you, I'm looking at screenshots from the arcade, and I'm like, oh yeah, that like that looks great. Like it's kind of like what you remember the game to be. And I've been now playing the NES version, like a port of it, and I'm like, oh, this uh, does not look as good. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, they. Because it's that whole thing of, like, the NES can't compete with arcade machines at this time, right? No, no. So, Because, like, it's the same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, which is, like, looked really good in the arcade, but it didn't look great. It didn't look as good on the NES. Yeah, dude. Because, yeah. the, the, like, there was a lot of any arcade ports to the NES, and I think some of them, like, like Bubble Bobble, um, Pac-Man... Like there's some great arcade ports to the NES, but then there are some where like the 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 the, the uh, physical is not the word, but I can't think of the right one. The the technical limitations, that's the one of yes. the NES, uh, held it back because obviously arcade games were a lot more powerful than these were. And and like and let's be honest, like dude, I'm not saying that Paperboy is like Red Dead Redemption Two or anything like that, but like there's a lot going on. Paperboy is a busy game. Like this isn't Galaga or Pac-Man on like a stick, like a a static screen, and that's it. There's this is moving. There's a lot. Well, and and this like the big thing that I've noticed between arcade uh, poor uh, the arcade versions and the NES versions is the number of colors. That's what it is, right? Like the NES just does not have as many colors as what you can have on an arcade machine. I'm not sure like why that is. That's not really my forte, but. Um, uh, that's the thing that you notice right away is the number of colors. It does like look cheaper, kind of a thing. Yeah. Because uh, as opposed to you know these colors that just pop. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, that said, though, like I've I have always taken a stance of like if a game plays good, I don't care. I'm like if it looks nice, right. that's great. It needs to play well, and like I, I think Paperboy plays d- good. <laughs> I mean, like it is, like it's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> it plays. It's it's good. I like Bart. It's no. It's uh. It's it's good. I I. It's just. I think that like. I think. I I 
I'm not trying to dunk on Paperboy because I like this game. We're going to get into it. But I, I do think I like the concept of it yes. more than – I think it, at times the execution of it can be a little frustrating. But yeah. but the concept of it I think is is spectacular. I really <laughs> love what it does. It's just sometimes trying to get it to do what it does isn't a very easy thing to do. If that yeah, makes sense. Well, it, Which I think it does. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a very weird version of a, of a bullet hell game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it is. Um, if you've never played it, just quickly, we'll set the table yes, here. If you've never yes. played Paperboy, it's an arcade game where, like, I'll ask you this. When you play a game, like, when I, as a child, when I would play Pac-Man, when I would play Paperboy, Galaga, I was always trying to see how many levels I could beat. I didn't care about my score. I wanted to beat the sure. levels. As an adult, yeah. I play for the high score. Where are you? Yes. And then we'll explain the rules. But where are you on that? Are you side one side uh, or the other? I, I usually go with levels. Okay. I um, that's that's the way I I typically go. Uh, especially you know, it it would be different if it was like, um, once I beat it, sure. You know what I mean? Um, but like like when I play Pac Man, uh, if I don't get a perfect level on level one, even if I didn't die at all, if I miss like three or four ghosts, I restart. No. Whereas as a kid, I was like, I'm going for just beating as many levels. Whereas now I'm like, I don't care if I only beat five levels. I want the best score I can get. But yes. I, that's just, I guess I'm just getting old. And with Paperboy, you can do both. Because the concept of the game is you're delivering newspapers. And you get scores for uh, every newspaper you deliver properly. And every piece of, you get points when you damage non-subscribers' houses, right? Uh, I think so. I think that's the, I haven't really. Yeah, you do. See, I'm I just reading it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, I, I, so, I thought that was the case. Yeah. So you're having to manage how many newspapers you have. Yes. Uh, so you're picking up like, uh, packs of newspapers, uh, and trying to deliver the ones properly to the houses, uh, you need to, uh, which I, and, I just in that basic premise, like that's a really, Frankly, I think it's kind of a great idea for a basic video <laughs> game. You're just because everyone knows of the classic paper boy, like on the bike riding, whipping the newspaper and like causing damage and throwing the newspaper poorly and that kind of stuff. And so it's really funny that they were like, let's make a game where you get points for delivering the newspaper to your customers by not damaging their house. But then to make it more fun, instead of riding by your non subscribers house, you also get points if you destroy the property of the non-subscribers, which is actually, that's the funnest part of the game is, is, <laughs> is riding by a non-subscribers house and just whipping newspapers at it and trying to smash windows and knock over garbage. Like that's the funnest part. Is it not? It's the vandalism. That's I yeah. Know. Yeah. They, they really tapped into what Grand Theft Auto would be in the future. Yes. You know, just like, I just want to cause chaos. You're you right. Know. It is. It is Sunday morning Grand Theft Auto. Like that's what this, yeah. this game is. But you're right too. And like, or like, a, like the pre, the the prequel to Bully. Yes. You know, absolutely. <laughs> and so, like, just that is great. But then, in addition, like, I think one of the coolest mechanics in this game, and you you brought it up, is that it's you don't have unlimited newspapers. Yes. And and so you have to decide because you can pick up more as you ride. You can pick up the bundles and yeah. replenish your papers, but you have to decide. You're like, I have five papers left. I still have five customers that technically I need to get to, like, to, of, of subscribers. Do I waste these papers destroying non-subscribers' houses and hoping I get more 
before I yeah. get to my next subscribers or do I save them to make sure I have enough to do my subscribers? I that if you've never played this that might sound so stupid and lame. To me that's the <laughs> secret sauce of this game though. <laughs> well, and and you you're also making the debate of like, okay, I got these many newspapers, but since it is randomized, like every every day or whatever, because that's how the levels are done. It's done Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Uh, uh, every day, uh, like the the obstacles are not the uh, same. It's not like you can memorize like, oh, there's going to be like the guy doing like exercises in this spot at this house or whatever. It is different every time. And even like where they put the newspapers is different every time. So you can't like memorize how it's sure. going to be. You, that's a great you, point. Yeah. So you have to make the decision of like, well, I don't have a lot of newspapers. I'm going to hope that I can find uh, a bundle of uh, newspapers and it will be in a place where it'll be possible to get without being right. chased down by a stupid dog or like a lady with a knife flying at you. Yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. This, this, this neighborhood is nuts. It's like, a scary neighborhood to be a delivery boy. That's for sure. Yeah. Like the dogs come out and try to get you. Those, I, those, those fucking dogs. Dude, those dogs will wreck you. They will yeah, I, wreck you. Wreck I, you. Look, I think that was the first time I've maybe swore in your uh, podcast, I just realized. <laughs> I think it um, is. <laughs> I was thinking that. I didn't want to derail your thought, but I thought it was too. I was like, wow, David's <laughs> I, 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 I Well, I'm playing it right now, and I'm just being frustrated. Uh, but <laughs> It's always the dog that like forces me off the sidewalk onto the street where there's like some like motorcycle coming up the way and uh oh, it ruins dude. my run. People people back out of their driveways without looking in this neighborhood yeah. cuz you can get run over easily. It's it's a it's a dangerous place. I wanted to circle back to a great point you made that I didn't think of. You yeah. said that like the obstacles vary day by day. You never know when a car is going to pull out of a driveway, when a dog is going to come running, when a lady is going to come running or after you. Or even when houses are going to be your customers. Well, but but that's what I was going to say though is that like at least on the yeah. NES version, at the beginning it shows you like it's there's like 20 yes. houses and it's like these 10 are your customers, these 10 aren't. This is the NES one. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the 10 that are yours are are white and the 10 that yeah. aren't are red. But yeah. then if you make it through and you hit all 10 of your deliveries, a non-subscriber becomes a subscriber. Anyone that yeah. you missed as a subscriber unsubscribes. But the yeah. ones that you nail stay the same. So you can be yes. like, I know that I have three houses left, but yeah. I don't know what obstacles are going to get in the way. So there's a little bit of randomization mixed with a little bit of repetition. And it's, yeah. it's a really... Uh, Again, like, because to me, where the game falters at times is the control scheme, but the concept yeah. of it is is quite ingenious. Like, oh, I really yeah, yeah. like it. I I also like the fact that you can earn more uh, newspaper subscribers by throwing uh, papers through their windows. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> Which I just realized is like how the mafia would do newspapers. Yeah, totally. Uh, like yeah. they just here's your news. But it's like <laughs> maybe you should get a subscription, otherwise yeah. I don't know. Maybe you have a window you have to fix. Well, so well, that'd be too bad. Sure would be a shame if I uh hit your wife in the face with a newspaper. Subscribe. <laughs> and it's true because you can you can destroy all ten houses that aren't subscribers. But as long yeah. as you hit the ten that are yours, you gain a new subscriber the next day and you're yeah. right it's almost like it's almost like people are like well 
either I subscribe or this fucking kid is going to come ruin my house again. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's so funny that that is the way it works. But I also, and I don't, it I can't, really is bully. It's bully. It's bully. the prequel. It's bully. It is bully. I, I don't know what it was like in the arcade version, but on the NES version, there was like two or three distinct designs for houses that are subscribers to start and ones that aren't. And I, I, one of my favorite things about playing this game as a kid was getting a non-subscriber to be a subscriber because then I got to try to deliver it to like a new kind of house. Oh, sure, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I always thought yeah. that was very cool too because that's that's one of the things I love too is is the the sheer number of ways your newspapers can interact with with everything. Like. Yeah. It's not just destroying houses, but like when you deliver them to a customer, the door, the, the, the newspaper either needs to hit the front door or go into the mailbox, which is worth more points, but it's harder to do. Did, did you have a strategy for that? Did you like, Hey, I'm just going to try to hit that door. Or are you like always trying to go for the mailbox? I always, always went for the mailbox and it almost and always that's, that's, cost that's me. A, it was really hard. And it almost yeah. always cost me a subscriber, at least one a day. Because yeah. sure as hell, there's windows beside those mailboxes. And if yeah. you miss, you're, you smash the window instead. But yeah. always, always go. Because I want the style points. Of, and it's so <laughs> satisfying. Dude, the closest thing I can think of is like when you drain a three in NBA Jam, now that I've played NBA <laughs> Jam and I know that reference, that's what it feels like to toss one of those newspapers and stick it in the mailbox. It feels good. It feels great. But it's hard to do. It's very hard yeah. to do. Yeah, because like also you're, it's not like it's a a, a perfectly timed thing because it the paper uh, goes at a diagonal. You know what I mean? Like yes. it has for, forward momentum. So so you if you're farther away from the house, you got to throw the paper earlier so that it arrives at the right point. Yeah, right? yeah. And if um, you and if you've never played it, like this is uh, it's so you're on your bike. Uh, but it's auto scrolling like the it never stop. You can speed him up or you can hit the brakes and like slow him to a crawl. But he never yeah. stops moving. And it's it's not an um it's not an isometric view, you know, like a Hades or something is. But it is almost it's almost like a weird like thirty degree angle. Like, yeah, you're 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 kind of positioned in uh the bottom to bottom right of the screen, and you're traveling towards like the right side of the screen like you're going yeah. up at this angle and and that's how they can hide what's coming up for you because I, I, that's really what the design is right yeah is to like if if you could just see straight ahead you could see this whole uh like the whole streets and everything uh but because it's only like the road takes up like the weird corner of your screen it's hard to see what's coming and you have to react quicker. Yeah. So like, that's where they make the, the game challenging. It is weird because it is cutting out like the whole of, um, like it feels like all this, uh, real estate is just taken up by like stuff that you don't interact with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, like, I think if you're new to the game, I could see how it'd be frustrating that you can't see anything that's yeah. coming in front of you. But that is very intentional. And it is yeah. like you basically are reacting to what's happening at the house you're at right now. And yeah. then like so and and, and even that is tough because the boy is, is pedaling. And so you need to be watching in front of you to be like, oh, is anyone coming down the sidewalk? That kid that's running with the I've never understood. What is that hoop they push with a stick? 
Like what it's is just a that? hoop and stick? I've it never is... played with a hoop and stick. It seems like something from the twenties. Like I yeah, don't know yeah, what this precisely. is. Precisely. Okay, it is that. All this, right. It was. It was. It was. It's a toy from uh, before entertainment was made. Yeah, before toys. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> it was like, hey, do you want to play with my rock? Only if I can use your hoop and stick. That must yeah, have been that. Right. That's what an Xbox was in the nineteen thirties. Was a hoop and stick. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have that kid running. You've got like the break dancer in the sidewalk. You have cars pulling out of driveways. A guy and, with a jackhammer with no like other warning. You yeah, know? yeah, no and, street signs or anything. Yeah, and heaven forbid that you go off the sidewalk onto the street and you have to wait for like another driveway to get back up onto the sidewalk. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot because like in theory you can move off the sidewalk onto the street because there's far fewer obstacles on the street, but there's sewer covers and there's cars coming at you and you have no time to react and you have no room when, at least when you're on the sidewalk, you can go up onto people's yards sometimes and stuff. You have more options. Yeah. If, if you are for like, it is a crisis if you have to like, I, I, I love it when you call stuff a crisis. You've done that a couple it, of times. I love it when you do. Yeah, it's it, it just like, oh no, this I is have a to crisis. Go. I love it. <laughs> I love dog, it. This dog is going to murder me. Yeah, I have to go onto the street into oncoming traffic. Do I really want to do this? And yeah. you have to. And yeah. then that's when they send a tornado after you. Oh that yeah, is one what... of the things. I, like a full on tornado. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's like a child-sized tornado to be fair but like it is a tornado and a tornado um, nonetheless you're right yeah it's like going onto the street is almost like your your hail mary play because yeah. you know you're probably gonna because like and that's the thing is like and i forgot about this once you're on the street you can't just move back up onto the sidewalk unless it's a driveway no. if you try with a curb you crash because this kid's not very good at riding his bike so when you're yeah. on the street dude you're so you're you never stop scrolling you have to throw these papers but the papers travel with a little bit of momentum based on how you're riding your bike so you can't throw them when you're lined up with the mailbox you need to throw them before you're lined up with the mailbox the further yeah. away you are the faster you need to throw it dude what it's normally once you're on the street you're probably fucked like things probably went a little too far um, yeah yeah oh it's just <laughs> but it's so much fun like it's just i love the zaniness of it i love oh my god i love this stupid game so much <laughs> i uh, i as i've played it like this is like at that level of uh it's just frustrating enough but it's like just possible enough you yeah. know what i mean yeah Absolutely. Like, uh, hold oh, on. Did I just oh. lose you? Oh, hold on. Oh, you called me on FaceTime. I'm declining. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm back. I'm back. You know what? Here's what uh, we had some technical difficulties, everybody. So I've cropped them out via the powers of magic. We're gonna cut for a break right here. We'll let the sponsors sound off while we figure out how to work our phones, and then we'll come back <laughs> and continue singing the praises of Paperboy. We'll be right back. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... 
kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right. Uh, apparently, we have a, 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 it's on me. Apparently, technology is as difficult as delivering newspapers. Uh, in the world of Adam Blank, but yeah, so that that's basically the gist of the game. You need to you need to manage your stock of papers, deliver them to the houses that are good, and then just absolutely go scorched earth on your non-subscribers. And like we were saying earlier, that is the funnest part of the game, in my opinion, is just destroying these houses. I love it. And, and then as a, a weird like little bonus at the end, there's like a like a track. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, my God. The, the obstacle course? Yes. Every day, once you finish all your... It doesn't even matter if you got... Because, like, how you lose the game is you run out of lives or you run out of subscribers. Yeah, uh, and like, I don't know about you, you but, like... completely biff it. Yeah, I've yeah. played where I literally have started a day with one subscriber. And then it's like... <laughs> I'm like, all I need to do is save one paper for that house and make sure I don't break a window with it. And yeah. then, And other than that, I can just destroy everything I want. But regardless of how you do, you get to play this obstacle course at the end. And I got to say, dude, on paper, the obstacle course looks like so much fun. In execution, that's where the controls fall apart to me. I hate that obstacle course. I'm terrible (laughs) at it. It, that, that's where like the angling that you have for the entire rest of the game really hurts it. Yes. You know, uh, add to it. The, the other thing I find frustrating about this game is uh, the, the size of hit boxes do not make sense to me. Like <laughs> it feels like, can you get around this? Is this possible? Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, because you can't just turn on a dime, like you have, like you can only turn, a little bit either way. You yeah. can't just yeah. Like there's you're, no. There, you're always no moving. Sliding. Yeah, you're always yeah. moving at that kind of forty-five degree angle toward the top of the screen, and you can go left or right, but like it's 
you always have to be moving up toward the top of that screen. And you're right. Dude, it's so infuriating when you're like on the sidewalk and you can't go onto the street because maybe there's a stupid tornado there or something. And there's like a break dancer on the sidewalk, but you can't yeah, you go know- up and you can't get up into a yard because there's a sign there and there's no way past. And sometimes it feels like that happens. There's just, you're trapped. Yeah, that's where the randomness of the level uh, of the game kind of really hurts it. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like sometimes they've just given you an impossible problem and it's like, well, okay. Uh, yeah. And then you have to just decide like, well, what do I want to hit? Like what is going to hurt me the least here? And it's, obviously it doesn't matter. You don't have health. Like one hit kills. But yeah. I, I wonder if that is – um. Uh, a product of being an arcade game where like the goal is to get as many of your quarters as possible. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was not a flaw. <laughs> no, it was an intentional, like we'll kill you. Like it's, we are going to kill you. It's just a matter of yeah. how, and you're right. Some it's the hitboxes are like, I, okay. You know what? Finish your thought. Cause I, I have a, what, like, cause I agree with you by and large, but like there are some hitboxes in this game that are fucked up. Yeah, well, and and also sometimes it, like your, because sometimes your wheels can cross over stuff and it's fine, and like you you don't really know where you die. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, but and so it's very frustrating. What 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 infuri- what's, what I find irritating is that I I agree with you. I find the collision detection and the hitboxes and stuff when it comes to to dealing with the obstacles to be kind of hit and miss. And it can be frustrating when you're like, that didn't touch me, but it did or vice versa. (laughs) But I will say, I think the collision detection of the, of the newspapers and the way they interact with the houses and the obstacles and stuff is, is almost, almost perfect. Maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but like, I really am shocked at how well it knows what did that newspaper hit. Did it hit the front door well enough to register as a delivery? Did it get into that mailbox? Did it break that window? It's but that almost adds to the frustrations of like the obstacles in the street are killing me, but it knows exactly where these newspapers are. (laughs) You know, like because I maybe I'm wrong. I'm curious if you agree. I, I found the collision detection of the newspapers really good. Yeah, like it, it always when it happens, it doesn't feel like oh that was off because it is like the same angle. You you don't have to worry about uh, riding your bike and turning with the bike, and then also having to worry about aiming the newspaper in the same way. Like it's not yeah. like, it it's always going to leave your hand at the same angle. And so when when you see it hit, is you're like yeah that's that's right <laughs> yeah exactly you you, you do begrudgingly give it to that but that dog no way did he get me <laughs> yeah exactly exa- exactly exactly and it and it, it's um i'm really glad that you can't steer the newspaper once you throw it like I, yes. I i'm sure there was a temptation or i'm sure there are people that play this for the first time and they're like, dude, you should totally be able to have a little bit of control over where that newspaper goes. But as, as someone that's been playing this game since I was a little kid, uh, you're right. Not only I think it, it I think it adds to the challenge that you can't. The only way you can really control the newspaper is how fast you're pedaling. It feels like it goes a little bit more at an angle or a little bit less. But it's by and large, it's it's consistent. And I I think that that's like the one of my favorite things about this game is how it rewards practice like if you get good with that newspaper you can thread a needle 
yeah. <laughs> with how you throw that newspaper and that it is so consistent. Really, I, it's it's still a very cheap, unfair game, but I feel like that's one of the instances where they're like, all right, we'll give you this. You know what I mean? Like, this will be fair. And I think it yeah. is. I think the way your newspaper travels is fair. Like, I don't, I don't think it's cheap. I think the way everything hits you is cheap, but the newspaper yeah. isn't. Yeah, because it's, it's just, it is a very tricky, uh, it, it's the randomness of the th- things coming at you uh, that really make this game can feel cheap and unfair. Like, I, I it's hard to say, like, if I could just keep playing this, this, uh, like, I, 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 I'm not lying. I'm still currently playing this game as I talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It is, I don't think I've gotten to Wednesday uh, as I'm talking to you. So it's, I guess, enough of a distraction that way. But, um, but are you, uh, are you, lo- are you cool. losing? Are you losing because you're out of subscribers or you're running out of lives? It has to be running out of lives. lives. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. lives. You never run out of subscribers. It's always that there's just, you, it's just too damn Yeah. Hard. You can, cause you can always hit one. Like I'm, I haven't done a perfect day yet where, you know, you hit all of your subscriber houses. Yeah. Um, which feels like a, great when you do it. It feels. Oh great. yeah. I could, I could see that being like, Oh, there's the dopamine. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause like, cause I love that it does that little, like, Every so the beginning of every day, it shows your empty street and it goes like beep 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 beep, and it plants all yeah. your subscribers, and then it goes with like a lower like boop 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 boop, and those are the the non subscribers, and yeah, then at the failures. end of, yeah. yeah, and then at the end yeah the ones you destroyed, and then at the end of the day, it once you finish that fucking obstacle course, which I still think is impossible, um, yeah. then and I want to get back to that because that would infuriates me. But when it then then at the end of the day it does the same thing. It's like beep 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 boop boop boop, and then it either flashes the White House's red that are unsubscribing, or if if you nailed all of them, then a red house flashes white. And again, there's two or three designs for subscribers and two or three for non-subscribers. And then it's so wild that overnight the non-subscriber got so scared of you that they subscribed, so you wouldn't destroy yeah. their house, and they painted their house from red to white <laughs> so that you know that you need to deliver to them now. And then it's like this fun new challenge of trying to figure out, cause that's the one thing too, is the newspaper has to hit that front door of the mailbox and it makes a noise yeah. when you do. And mm-hmm. it can be really tough, especially on those new houses to figure out where the sweet spot is of where you need to thread the needle to hit the front door. Like, yeah. That cause can it's be a tough. different layout. And yeah. yeah. And there's usually stuff in the way like pillars and flower pots and stuff. And, and and gravestones. Gra- yeah. What is thank why, you? Why what are is the gravestones that? on people's front yards? Like I benefit of the doubt, maybe it's October and their decorations. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> because I agree, it's fucked up that the there's literally like just random houses that just have gravestones in the front yard. And then you can knock Wait. them over for points. I, I mean, I guess here's another thing I just remembered. Uh there is the Grim Reaper. Oh my the, God! Yeah, when does he? When I don't remember when the Grim the, Reaper. Comes. The Grim Reaper is just chilling on the driveway sometimes, and I I don't know. He tries to get you to subscribe to Amway or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but he's just chilling. Dude, there's uh, I love some of the stupid obstacles in this game. I forgot about the Grim Reaper, the dog, the lady with the knife, which I as a kid never realized that she's trying to cut me. But that's very yeah. funny. It's the obstacles are so much fun. Oh I should point God. out that this lady is one of your subscribers. 
Uh, like she, she, it's not like she's just coming out of oh. the non-subscriber house to try to scare you away. She is one of your subscribers. You're right, because if you she comes out chasing you, but then you throw yeah. the newspaper, and if you nail her delivery, like you hear that, because you hit the yeah. right spot, she backs off. She's like, all right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, I got the yeah. newspaper. I'll see you tomorrow, Timmy. And you're like, you got it, Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> you crazy bitch. It's, uh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. She chases you until you deliver the paper. And then she yeah. leaves you. <laughs> what a great I, video game. I love that's Paper a, Boy. That's what Karens are. I think that that's where, the, yeah. like, yeah, well, I just threaten until I get good service. Yeah. Where's my paper? And then the best part is, like, because you can't explain it, right? But, like, it's it's so, dude, the, the, she comes running out after you, and you throw the paper. And then if you – because that's the thing, too, is, like, you can miss. And it's so – you never stop moving forward. And so you slam on your brakes, and you're whipping papers, trying to get one on the front step of the mailbox – whether she's chasing you or not. And then you mm-hmm. miss and you're like, I still have three papers and the mailbox is right there, but I can't throw them backwards. And I'm just past. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> and I used to do that. And I, and now I realize that like, if you do, if you vandalize your subscribers, it costs you points. But as a kid, I would take it out on them. I'm like, if I missed your house before I go by, I'm smashing every window I can. I'm burning this bridge. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you get for putting a pillar and a grave in front of your mailbox, you son of a bitch. But it's, oh my gosh, what a oh my what a fun game! I love this stupid game so much. Um, I I, I also love this this game because it's now a relic of its time. Because like, you newspapers aren't a thing. Like newspaper boys aren't. Is that You're right. much of a job anymore? I don't think it's probably a, I mean, like, flyer deliver. Like, now it could be, like, flyer kid or something. I don't know. But even those are dying. You're right. It is. It is a relic of its time. But it's yeah. such a, oh, it's such a good game. Um, yeah. And that literally, like, I like we, I still want to get into that obstacle course. But, like, as far as the actual, like, mechanics of the game, I don't think we've forgotten anything i i've never made it to the end of the week either i don't know because i i think every day there's more obstacles too oh yeah it i i watched somebody play like technically you i from my understanding i think you can beat this game in 15 minutes i think it's possible i well, I was uh, and i was gonna ask that like nail that when you if you make it to the end of the week is it yeah. like is it like a is it like Donkey Kong where it, it it loops over and you go back to level one? I don't think so. I think it ends. Or just Paper like, Boy saves I, the world or whatever. And that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Or this paper. Well, and then like if you read the newspaper because they also sometimes show the newspaper. Yeah. And it's just like police don't know uh, who all this vandal is, and it's, of course it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think it just gives you the newspaper at the end. Everybody loves this paper boy. Oh, I never knew that. Uh, it, I, I hero, always assumed hero it started paper over. boy stops thief. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> hero paper boy stops vandalizing neighborhood because <laughs> I just because I, I always I always wondered like I was never good enough to make it through the whole week. I either ran out of subscribers or I ran out of lot. Usually lives, but I always yeah. wondered like, can you it get all twenty Sunday. houses? Like, because you only gain one a like, day, right? Th- that would be like the 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 one hundred percenting. I think of Paperboy it would be like have all of the houses su- being subscribers and uh, get into Sunday. Yeah, I think that that would be have to be the 
100%ing. It's funny because when we talk about really hard games, sometimes I'm like, I don't even think they programmed an end because they're like, no one's ever going to get there anyways. And this feels like one of those games where I'm like, they never even planned for it. They're like, no one will ever beat this. We don't need to put an end in this. No one's ever going to get here. If you're thinking that this is an arcade game, that's the right length, right? Like, right. That yeah, exactly. So I, I don't I don't uh, know. I man, I want to play. Why this would now. you need more than the seven days? You know. Yeah, I want to. When, when you're you when usually you'll be dead by Wednesday. Right. But <laughs> you know? but if it's an arcade game, then like usually the goal was the high score, so you could put your name on the leaderboard. And if that's the case, it would make sense to have it keep uh, repeating over and over. Because then you could keep gaining customers. Like I like to me, like eventually no, you could. No, no, no. But he, the other thing is, if they keep it short, like if it only keeps it to the seven days, then that guess what? You have to throw in another twenty-five cents if you want to try again to beat that high score. No, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're really good at Donkey Kong or whatever, that one quarter could last you an hour. If oh, you're buddy. Like, yeah, yeah. One of those, like, weirdos. So, yeah, those fucking freaks. Or you're a cheater like Billy Mitchell. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there. I felt, it's been a long, I don't think, I, maybe I'm wrong. If I am, a listener will tell me. In 263 episodes, I don't think I've ever called my shot on Billy Mitchell, but I just want to say on behalf of gamers everywhere, like, go suck an egg, you fucking piece of shit. Everybody hates you. Like, I hate that. I fucking hate that guy. Anyway. Um, like, if if you told me, if you gave, if you said, describe a guy who would uh, lie about uh, having the high score in Donkey Kong, uh, and then you came back to me with his picture, you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, him. That's, that's him. You nailed yeah. it 100%. Yeah, that's absolutely it. <laughs> Fuck Billy Mitchell. I hate that guy. Uh, if you don't know who he is, look it up. <laughs> King of Kongs. There's like a great documentary about it. That guy's just the worst. Um, yeah. Those obstacle courses. So at the end of the at the end of the level, you get to ride this obstacle course. And as a kid, it was always like one of my favorite parts of the game because it looks it's like a BMX track. There's ramps. There's like hoops you can try to knock over with targets and everything. And like it seems like so much fun. I don't know about you, buddy. I don't think I ever made it to the top of that obstacle course. Because you don't uh, lose a it, life if you die there. You just it just ends the level. It just ends the level. Yeah. I don't think it, I it's ever kind of like did a bonus it. level. Yeah. yeah. I've uh, I'm pretty sure I did it back in the day, and I'm doing it like mm, half the time, even as I'm talking to you right now. Maybe uh, I did. It it's it is like I I really think I don't the, feel I do good at it though. No, it's it's <laughs> like even if I do beat it, I uh, like you said it. Like the the weird controls work to an extent at various degrees when you're on the street playing the core game, delivering your newspapers. But when you get into like, for lack of better term, like almost a platformer in this game, it is, it is broken as fuck. And like, thank God it doesn't cost you a life. Cause if you lost lives in there, it, this game would be, Oh, that would be a, that would be outrageous. Yeah. It'd be impossible. So at least it's, you just, once you crash, you just can't earn any more bonus points. Yeah. And then it cuts to the screen to show you how bad you are as a delivery boy. Yeah. Um man, what if have you ever I've never played Paperboy 2 either. Like I've only ever played the original one. Have you played like the new ones or anything? No, I I'm actually not familiar. Like I saw like I as I said, I kind of did some like light uh googling or whatever and I don't uh, and I I saw that it talked about it but I'm like so like what would you do to evolve it? You I don't know? know. Like to me the only thing I would like if I was in charge of a sequel, the only I I just it I think you could clean the controls up a little bit. 
But yeah. again, though, like I, I, I really, I'm not trying to excuse it, but I really feel like this is a game where like the the broken controls. Like I've been playing Silent Hill on the PS1 lately, and a lot of people dunk on the tank controls in that game. But I'm a believer of like I almost feel like the the, the crappy tank controls in an old survival horror game in some ways are almost part of the charm. And I almost feel like the the crappy controls in this game in in some aspects almost make it better. Like they almost are part of the game. Do you I, know what I, mean? I guess it, it it's I, I suppose I could see where you're talking about. Uh, it, it's I feel like it could have used a, a little bit more polish or something like. I but I don't know how you would polish it because I also understand that they're kind of like trying to get this thing out this weird thing is it feels so out of place because i try to like look up other games that came out at the same time because it took them three years to port this game yeah it came out in 85 came out uh or in the arcades in 85 and then uh came out as a game in 88 which is about the time that super mario 2 came out and just before mega man 2 came out and stuff like that and i'm like man i feel like this game does not like they were too far behind. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it feels like too crappy of a game to come out at the same time as those other ones. I always, I've always felt the arcade ports, um, by and large, like doesn't matter if it's like golden ax on Genesis or if it's this or whatever. I've always felt that the, the, the arcade ports are just like, you know what? We already have this game. It'll and I and I'm and I'm simplify. I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it. But they're like, we already have this game. Right click, save as a Nintendo game, and now we can sell a bunch more copies of it. And and I and I and I genuinely think, they, no, they 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 scale it back for sure. Totally. They yeah they. I I I think part of the reason they they ported so many arcade games to home consoles too were for like the parents. And the people's in their 20s. Like, as a little kid, I wanted to play Mario. My mom played Galaga and Paperboy like a fiend because she knew them from the arcade versions. Right. And so maybe it's just a way to, like, you know, bring your arcade game home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would love to try the arcade, like an actual stand-up arcade version of this, just to see how it plays in comparison to the, on the NES. Yeah, the, the the big thing I remember seeing is just like it's just so more so much more colorful. Sure. Whereas like all all of these uh, is like look, you can only you have a total of twenty colors to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Use them wisely. Yeah. We have eight bits. Like, what the fuck do you? We don't have blast processing. Like, I don't know what you want. You know us. what? I'm starting to think that this game was just made by the mafia. It, well, how many <laughs> how many colors do you need? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Buy a game and we'll come break just windows. gray and blue. Yeah, That's yeah. all I need. <laughs> oh my. Grass goodness. is a weird like astroturf green and. <laughs> yeah, all the lawns are perfect. Yeah. 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 Oh man, what a fun like. What a fun, stupid game. Oh, quickly, too. Like, I, I'm getting ready to wrap. Like, I, I I literally think we've covered everything in this game. Yeah. Like, this um, game is is pretty thin. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's fun, but it is thin. I want to say there's a sound effect in this game, at least on the NES version, when you – I don't even know what they're called. It's near driveways, there, there'll be, like, a rock uh, – tower or whatever and then there's like an ornament on top it kind of looks like a gray stop sign 
And yeah, if you and if yeah. you break it with a with a newspaper, it makes this weird like almost like a metal crumpling noise. Do you know what right. I'm talking about? Anyone listening to this, I guarantee you some of you know I love that noise. That <laughs> like I I would go out of my way to ride right up alongside him and hit it just for that like I can't do it, but I it's got this really satisfying sound. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Other than that, my favorite thing is smashing the windows and just watching them smash, like hearing that noise. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You get the lady chasing you. with, And then, oh, my God, because when the lady's chasing you with the knife, you have no choice but to push up and hit, like, your speed to maximum because she's right up your ass. But then when you're going maximum, it's almost impossible to make your deliveries. So then you end up missing two or three other houses. And I want to be like, it's not my fault. Blame Bernadette in house two. She's chasing <laughs> me with a knife. Like, I'm trying. I... I can't work under these conditions. Yeah, I quit. Fuck this. This job sucks. I don't know. You you know what is probably like one of the the weak points in this game too is um, if you are a big fan of music in your video games, high quality music, I hope you are ready for the same 10 seconds of music. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll have already... <laughs> over and over. I was thinking about that today when I was getting ready to do this episode. I was like, what music am I going to put in? Like, you've already heard this song twice. And, uh, and and in the next few minutes when we wrap up this episode, you're going to hear it for a third time. That is and literally the only heard... music. That, that is it. Oh, it is no. just that... There's the, the obstacle course has a different track. Oh, that's... You know what? I think that's right. There is, but you, just, but you're only going to get to hear ten seconds of that song too because you're going to crash in the obstacle yeah. <laughs> course. Oh man, yeah. I like I like, like it. It is game. a good ten seconds of music. It is for about totally. ten seconds. Yeah, totally. And yeah. <laughs> no, I I like this game, dude. Okay, so I'm just looking before we wrap this up. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I can't remember what I put in play one, remake one, erase one this week, but I tried to go with other arcade games, and I've got. Um, Burger Time, Dig Dug Two, and Cubert, and then uh, and then okay. we've also got Paperboy, and like I love that era of like I think Dig Dug Two is the best game of those four, but <laughs> I I love these types of games like I love Burger Time, I love Galaga, I love Cubert, I love Paperboy, like I just I will always enjoy these like fifteen minute pick up and play it, have a good time, have some laughs, and it's over games like I I like these games, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's you know what would be a, a, a fun uh, thing that you could probably do as a stream? I don't know if this goes in the episode. But uh, if you just had a few people over and you just had like a uh, round robins of these different arcade oh, games. Oh, God. Like the high score. Like, like just see who gets the highest score at Paperboy Score or in each of the games. And like, <laughs> because they're so short. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wouldn't... Oh. It wouldn't be a whole lot of time. Anyway. That is so much fun. I love this game. I want to play this now. And I don't think it's on anything. Like, I was looking for it to get ready, and I, I don't think it's on any modern consoles, if I'm not mistaken. I am currently just playing it. Uh, you just look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It, it, like, it plays in your uh, internet browser. Oh, yeah. It says here, yeah. yeah, Xbox 360 and then iPhone. I can't imagine playing this on your iPhone. But No, anyway. I, I can't. Games on iPhones, like ports to iPhones, just they they are not great. Especially no. for like action games. Oh, buddy. You can get Mega Man on your phone. And I'm like, anyone that like I am a I consider myself I I'm pretty reasonably good at Mega Man. And I'm like, the idea of playing that on a touch screen on my iPhone, I would rather go to the dentist. Like that sounds impossible. <laughs> 
impossible. Yeah, you, do you want me to break my phone? Because yeah. that's how I'm going to break my phone. Like, I played Final Fantasy Tactics on my iPad, and it worked, but it's because there's no reactions. Once you've got reactions, right. it gets pretty tough. I can't I, I imagine. Played, uh, like I, I played Shining Force on my phone, and it like it's fine, but it's it's yeah. You can only play those kind of games with like menus and totally. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well we uh, dude, we did good. We made forty five minutes on Paperboy. I was like, people were like, "There's not enough meat on the bone," and I was like, "Have you heard our Duck Hunt episode? This is gonna be a piece of cake." There's yeah, way more not- Paperboy. We have a movie. You know screen what? I now. was I was also concerned actually because I'm like, you know, this thing is right. There's a reason why newspapers died, and I think it was because of this game. Because like, of this started game. started with this game, <laughs> and I just can't anymore. I love it. Uh, yeah. How are we going to score this thing? Do we score it out of, like, there's 20 houses? <laughs> sure. How, Does that how, work? I, I, how, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so, the floor is yours. Out of 20 houses, how many houses are you giving Paperboy? Uh, you know, if I was like thinking about this as a kid, cause the thing is I liked this more as a kid in theory. Cause I only played it a few times when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, and I remember like, man, I think that that looks like a, such a fun game. You're throwing everything. And I played, it was like, Oh, this is really hard. I think back in its era, uh, I think it's probably like a 12, 13. And as for now, I think it's, I put it around to like a seven. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe five even. I'm going to go five. Five, five out of 20. Five out of 20. So you've As lost it, five subscribers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally got knifed by the woman coming out. <laughs> I'm a, hit by a tornado. Man, I because I haven't played it. I'm serious. It might be 30 years since I've played Paperboy. And I... I love so it. So you, you have like a little bit of the nostalgia. Oh, buddy. I, I got crazy nostalgia. And I have no modern experiences with it to be like, oh, this is age like shit. So I'm going pure off nostalgia. I'm giving this like 14. I really did as a kid. I really, <laughs> really liked this game. It's just yeah. like, I'm not stupid. Like, I know there's not a lot to it. But what's there was always so much fun as a kid. Um, it, I I wanted a paper route as a child just so I could go around smashing windows, but it never happened. So, so it's a very aspirational kind of thing. You know, if they make a new bully, they really need to have a Paperboy segment. That'd that's be they, sick. That'd be so you, sick. That's how you bring this game back. I wonder. Is, like I I've been calling for a new bully forever. I like I legitimately just I just don't think culture today would allow for a new bully. I want it, yeah. but that's a hard. That's a I mean, you now we're now were, we're getting into that weeds, but like that's just that, yeah. that, that'd be a tough. That was a controversial game back then. That'd be yes. a hard sell now. I think, even though it's awesome, I love that game. I, I think you could probably do a game like it in terms of uh, you know you set in a school, you're a kid in a school, and you, you're dealing with bullies, and maybe you're like you're like the anti-bully. That's right. what it would have to be. Yeah, but. Anyways, it anyway. does. That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. That'll be. We'll do that next week on uh, uh, growing up. Growing up bullied. That'll be our new show because I could. I could fucking host that show too. Um, good shit, David. That was fun. Thank you for doing this. You, uh, you, you podcast outside of remember the game. You're not just the gentleman here. I, I'm not just the gentleman here. What else do you do? Uh, I, I also do a show called Quantum Kickflip which is uh, an actual play podcast of uh, uh, a game called Slug Blaster. And uh, that game is fully released. You can actually buy Slug Blaster yourself. But if you want to, like, 
hey, I see what it's like to to see it being played. Quantum kickflip. It's about kids sneaking into other dimensions and, uh, you know, getting into all sorts of trouble. Uh, very silly and very uh, fun. Uh, I, I, I recommend at least giving it a, a listen. Totally. And uh, we're... We have like uh, we're partway through a season two, so season one is fully up, and if you it's got the whole thing. If you're one of those binging kind of people, and we're about uh, halfway through season two, and it's been going well. Yeah, and I know I know for a fact there's a a, 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 a sizable portion of the community that is has uh, become kick. Have you got a name for you like kick flippers? Oh, I don't quantumites. I I guess. No, we have. We really should figure that out. Kick yeah. flippers does make sense. It almost um, seems, to, but you guys like quantum kickflip is such a that's such a sexy name for a show. I'm sure you guys <laughs> like my name sucks. I'm sure you guys could come up with something good for your listeners. But I, I know for a fact there's a, a lot of members of the community that listen to it, and it's uh, quite well received. So it, there's information about it in the description of the show. Uh, I recommend Ooh. checking them out. Tell them I sent you. It won't get you anything, but it'd be cool. So. I, it's it, it will also uh, reinforce that I should keep coming on to the show. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, dude, good stuff. That was fun. Man, I love Paperboy. That was a fun episode. I, I've been wanting to cover Paperboy for about two years and just been kind of dragging my feet on it. And I'm glad we finally did that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could help you with that. Hell yeah, buddy. You and I have been on the phone together for almost two hours because we talked wrestling for an hour before we started this. So, yes, that's uh, correct. Great, great, great chatting with you, man, as always. And thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. That is going to do it for this week's episode. David, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little bit of Paper Boy. And to every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 263rd or some other number, uh, thank you. I said it off the top, but like seriously, thank you very much. There's so many retro gaming podcasts, and uh, we are constantly charting really high around the world. And I'm so beyond, it's not a flex. I mean, I guess it's a flex, but it's like, it's a little flex. I'm just, I'm proud of it, but I'm, I'm so humbled that anybody took a chance on our show with all the other ones out there. So just thank you very much for listening. And if you didn't hate this, leave us a nice review, would you? I'm not sure what they accomplished, but I'm supposed to ask for them. All the good shows ask for them. I'm going to ask for them as well. Um, yeah, leave us a nice review. And if you want more of these, <laughs> patreon.com slash remember the game. There are fucking, there's almost 500 bonus podcasts waiting for you over there. Ad free, ready to go. And I drop four additional shows a week, a Simpsons podcast, a personal vlogging podcast, a second video game podcast, and a video game news podcast every week. Ad free, ready to go. You can even listen to them on Spotify. Now remember the game podcast.com. You can find the Spotify link. You can go through the whole catalog, see what's waiting for you. I, uh, while you're there, or well, not while you're there, but, uh, don't forget to check out David's podcast, quantum kickflip. It's really popular. A lot of people listen to it around here and, uh, you can find information about that in the description of this very show. I think that's it. I think I'm done. Yeah. So I'll be back tomorrow for all our Patreons with Expansion Pass 177, which will be my Final Fantasy 16 spoiler-free review. And then I'll tack a spoiler cast on at the end, but I'll warn you first. You can listen to it without having anything ruined for you. By the way, next week, it'll probably be... I'm going to try to get to Sea of Stars uh, a review. So you can have back-to-back reviews on Expansion Pass the next couple of weeks. Good shit. Uh, so that'll be going live. Game patch on Friday, and then we're back next. There's a voice crack. We'll be back next week with a whole other slab of podcasts, including, remember the game, 264, which hopefully will finally be 
about Silent Hill. All right. Don't, oh, yeah. Don't forget, our merch is on sale 20% off. Hit up RememberTheGamePodcast.com. I have a P.O. box. You can find it there as well. And finally, check me out over on Twitch. No subscriptions or anything necessary. Just come by. It's free. Say hi. It's good shit. Twitch.tv slash MemberTheGame. All right. I'm going to thank some Patreons and get on with my life. Thank you for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you on the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support and a lot of McNuggets. Uh, the following people are senior executive vice presidents or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. So a huge, heartfelt thank you to... Eric Hopewell, Occupied Ace, Bearded Bastard, Alex McIntyre, Nothing Could Possibly I Go Wrong, Philip Ramsey, IJ Mukherjee, Johnny Zubu81, Lord State Puffed, Austin from the Past to Present Player Podcast, Flinny123, Ryan Whitcomb, Big Daddy Randall, Scissorfist, Elephant Calves, Uncanny, Cody Thompson, Liquor Like Luigi, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Cesar, Plow King, Buy Me Bone Storm, or Go to Hell, Matt Zeus, Alec, Adam Blank's Evil Twin, Bula, Glue Scappin', Super Nintendo Chalmers, Blobby Rogers, Brian Richmond, Sabin, Guy Who Does Things, Robbie Air, Jay Callahan, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Shoeboxers, Atrio Wormwood, Raging Irish, That One Kid Josh, Mark Sneed, E-Man Trucker, The Supreme Chozorizo, Fallen Snow Kiku, Tyler Bauer, It's OG, Hired Goons, Who? B-Money, Mellow Yellow 8787, Benjamin Atkins, Faded Sufferance, Alex Ramos, Sour Goatface, Max Sainton, Frosty Bear, Brian Weber, yeah, Brian Weber. I lost my notes there. Lord Longrod Von Huge and Don the Second. Digital Day. Because 19. Beers of War. Shorzy. Can't Destroy Her. Kevin Monroe. Dr. Nightmare 23. The Big Deal. Nafe. Adam Martinet. Nick Creature. WestGen. Postman. Darth Skywalter. Solomon Soto. Just Car Pranks. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Itchy Nutsaru. Lucas Valadez. It's the Bigfoot. Alex R. Ryan Perry. Ted Explosion. Tom Houlihan. Neil Cooper. Alexander Camps. Dakota Guy. Works for me. AB Killen. Knife Goes In Guts Come Out. Kia Pup. Brandon Dezeba. Bobby Litton. Big the Cat. Zamatos, Christopher Britt, Cam Nelly 23, Quiet Place Queen, Burt Macklin, Trevor McKee, Chevy, Chevy Boy 9211. Oh, catch my breath. Bulma Simp. I don't know if that's Len or Ian. I think it's Len. Hitchy Poo. No, is it Ian? I don't, it's either a, a lowercase L or an uppercase I. I don't know. Ian. I don't fucking know. Hitchy Poo. Beef Dingleberry. Timothy Sabrinsky. John M. Watkins. On my foot. Graham Kennedy. Musty Beetle. Radioactive Man. Maverick Marty. Christian Gabriel. Brian Neese. Timmy the Exuberant Turtle. Isaiah. Squeak Nut. Sleeper Hit. Colin Bollinger. The Fletchman. Nerdy Hybrid. Donnie the Dude Walter. Sam Carpenter. Drones are bad. Okay. Franklin Badge. John of the Adult Children Podcast. Max Lagroom. Dem Boys on the Roof. General Fury. Cody Richardson. Nicole Aldena. Scrub Tech 84. Puck. Roku Saki's Gardener, Chris Williams, Joe Stone, Timothy, Kayach, Esteban Navarro, High Plains Drifter, Hago Waffle, Antonio Echeverria, Storm Beagle, Scary Terry, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, A Dude Named Adam, Decoy Man, Fuzzy99, Dan Fuselman, Gabe, Matt Babineau, Stud Still Smash, Sean Ramos, Leroy Westrich, Nicola, Thomas Smith, Seaspin, Beaver Boy, Laces Out Dan, Biddy, Thomas Child, Jake Carter, Eric James, Ruben Elizal, Joe the Sandman, Phil Lencher, Ru- Juris Dr. Mario, Mizuru, Steve Dalk, Jameer Williams, DBXJ, Ray Sam Wontonga, it's that nerd James, Elijah Burns, Chugger22, Tri- Triple, Frosty Feet 492, Ballsack Teabagger, Zach Shepard, Holmes, Trevor Leahy, Just a Fish, Sir Francis Cake, John Woodruff, Tunable Power, Daniel, Captain Ed, Jeff Bergeron, Zonko504, Titan420, Squinch, Johnny from Virginia, Wolf Magic 21, Doogie, Andy Hudson, Wolfgang Darren, Mercury869, G9PSX, Mike Maloney, Ryan Kinchin, Zane Donov- Donovan, Morgan, A Town, Nathan Tromblay, Aaron Lawson, Scott Brooks, No One Cares, Dave Thompson, Angry Ticks, Frazier Burns, here we go. 
Jordan, Andrew Wright, Chris Fleury, Doug Dornslick, Rick, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, James Clark, The Keegs, Andre, Sharonic, Joe Buck, and Makeshift Mallow Magic Money. I'm not out of breath yet, so I'm going to keep fucking talking until I almost do run out of breath. But thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this show, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the shows that we do. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Thanks, everybody.